Hello. Hello. And welcome to the Jolly and Chubby versus the movies, the, po- oh, the podcast. It's so Fuck close. Sake, so close. Do you want to go again? No. Jolly and Chubby versus the movies podcast. Holy cow. We've watched a film, Chumby. We have watched a film. We've watched oh, many I'm, films. Oh, by the way, I'm Jolly. <laughs> I'm Chumby. There, there we go. go. <laughs> He's all out of sorts. Look, it's fine. It's because I messed it up, right? Okay, I'm allowed to you mess it up. You only messed up a little bit. Tiny. No one noticed. Mm. Everyone knows. It's fine. A nice bit of editing. No one would be none the wiser. That is true. But it's, it's leaving in. <laughs> it's leaving in. More ah. mistakes are getting left in in every single podcast. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, it's just going to be a reel of just mistakes. What? Oh, uh, outtakes episode. Yeah, there should be. It should be. You've got enough material. We've probably got enough material in just six episodes. You'll have to create a folder for splicing the little yeah, bits well. in. How is <laughs> your week? It's been good. Uh, what did I do? I bought a, a nerdy thing, and that, that's been it. I've worked, done not enough gymming, and that's been my week. And I've spoke to you multiple yes. times this week. Christ, <laughs> we've actually been friends this week. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's been insane. I don't know. I don't know what's there... happened. It's, uh, <laughs> there was a full moon this week. Was there a full moon this week? Yes, there was I don't moon. actually think I've been outside. Well, I've been to the gym, but. <laughs> I don't think I've been That's outside. Like car, Everyone in 2020. House to car, and then car to gym. And I bear, I'm outside for a total of like 10 seconds. <laughs> How quick are you get into the car? It's like I, I'm out the door, and it's there. Like, like open the door, door, open another take, door. I take just two one steps. Step. Yeah, I think like I open it before I even lock my door because it's um done by radius. <laughs> so I just walk up to my car and it's open for me. I'm just like, yep, in the car. Oh my god! So it's what it's a a good life. like. Yeah. Like, Here's what you need. Like, you need a convertible, right, and a slide. Right? Here's what you need. <laughs> from, <laughs> so you from the window. Get out the window, <laughs> slide down. Slide in. Nice. And just get prepared with the key and then off you exactly. go. Lord. Um I've not done a huge amount. Have you been not? Working. Nice. I like um, it. I've I've watched the episode of Boba Fett. Oh, I haven't yet. Have you just, not? It's not exciting me. This one, a little bit more interesting. Okay, I'll give it a go. I'm trying to think what happened last episode. Not a lot. Uh, I like twins. the meme from last episode. The Have meme? you seen the meme? Yeah, because you know there's that, that chase not. with the uh, little pod thing yeah, yeah. going on with the guy with the, the big ear things. Yeah. And there's, Have you not seen the meme? No, I've not seen the meme. Oh, I need to find you the meme. So basically the meme's going around saying, oh, I like this episode of... Um, Someone, oh, someone dri- driving the pod, just wearing a thong. It's just like basically his how the one of the camera angles looks like. There's like there's a pair of legs with a thong in the middle, and that's what's driving the car or driving the pod. And yeah, I I th- it's been this. everywhere. I've, look, I am old nowadays. I don't look at memes. Boomer. What is? I'm a boomer. Where is it? Where are you? Where oh, no. are you? Boba Fett meme. Yeah, I've just typed that in. Oh. Oh, okay. I've started to decode Google instead. <laughs> <laughs> What's his face's birthday? Ah, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There you okay. go. That's the meme. I finally found it. Found the meme. It's only taken seven hours. Uh, I like the part in Star Wars where an ass was driving around. Look at it. <laughs> Genuinely does look like an ass. Yeah. Oh. 
Fair days. Fair days. See, told you that's that's been on my feed for ages. Can't believe it was that oh, hard to I, find. Yeah, I know that took. Just so everyone knows, that took about four minutes. Yeah. We really shouldn't take a drink at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's easy because. Because you get oh. the slurp from both, so you can just cut that out as well. <laughs> Perfect. It's mean. Um, yeah, I'm not getting into Boba Fett anyway, but let me. I'm still watching it, but um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I've enjoyed this episode again. Cool. I'm, I I must admit, it's not as good as Mandalorian. Nope. Um, and even Mandalorian, I thought, yeah, Mandalorian. It went on Mandalorian. I said it right. Did I not? <laughs> well, you, no, I don't know. I feel like you started. Um, I, I do have a stutter sometimes, so no, does I'm, it shock me? Back to what I've been doing this week, because I'm yes. important. Um, you are. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Such a big, like, suspense-driven build-up there, and then it's like, man, not a lot. Not a lot. I've played the anti-climax. some. We've been playing some racing games. We've been playing racing games because we both like rekindling our friendship. Yes, the only thing I bought was a racing wheel and pedals, yeah. so I can go brum brum, brum brum, and that's probably what we're going to be doing after the podcast. Yep, because we're well. That's what we not? do. That's what exactly. we do these days. That's what we do. I watched Eternals. Oh, did you? all right? Okay, I did. okay. What did you think? <laughs> Yeah, I was just, I'll never, I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah. Too long, just, isn't it? Not too, oh, I watched it in two sittings. So I watched it, I think it was Saturday night, no, Sunday night after the podcast. Right. Or when, did we record Saturday or Sunday last week? Whichever day we recorded, because I watched it that night. And I watched about the first 30 to 40 minutes and I was like, I'm going to bed since 1am. I went to bed and then I watched the rest of it the next morning. That might be the way to watch it. Because two, two, two and a half hours? Two hours? Two yeah, and two and a half hours. Two hours, 36, I think long, it is. Man. Yeah, It's too long. Yeah, it was long. I like, I like that they took the time trying to give you the story of like the time. You know, they didn't try to rush into too much, which was good. But I just, I still didn't care. Yeah. It's, it's a storyline in total I don't care about. Did you watch the uh, post credits scenes? Yeah, so again, I, I, I wasn't... Him as that. the Black Knight, and then... Yes, I had to Google that to find out who he was going to be, because um, I didn't know. And then Blade. Yes! It was the voice Obviously of the actor. Played, yeah, not played by... Um, Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Yeah, because they're making it, a new Blade movie, and it's been yeah. recast, but yeah, they had... I forget it, that Blade is Marvel. I do. Everyone does, because those films were not, like, comic book superhero movie. They were like action horror movies or action thriller movies. The old Wesley Snipes Blade movies. They were good. Especially that first one. Yeah. First one was outstanding. They're amazing. I need to watch and them. Are they on our list? I don't think they are. We should add them to our list. We will add them to the list. And by we, I mean you. Yeah, I will do that. Yeah, I didn't realise Blade was Marvel until... What was I watching? I was watching an old cartoon of Spider-Man. It was on one day on Toonami. So I'm in my <clears throat> early 20s at this point. And like coming home drunken on a Saturday night, and what I do is I get a frozen pizza, slap that in the oven, I put on Toonami, and I watch like Top Cat and old cartoons, and that, that, that was my that was my post night out process of when I kept when I come home alone. And there was an episode of Spider Man, and then there was um, an episode where Spider Man and Morbius was there, so he's fighting a vampire, and then a vampire slayer came to kill Morbius, mm. and that was Blade. And I was like, he's Marvel, yeah, 
I, I, I forget every time. Every time I, uh, I actually want to sit down and watch those now. <laughs> <laughs> One day. One, One day. day. I'm sure we'll get around to them. First one's good. Second one's meh. And third one, Ryan Reynolds is about the only saving grace of it. Small little spoiler for the, was it No Way From Home? Yeah. In this next bit. Just a pre-warning. But yeah, Eternals. Yeah, it was me. I won't ever watch it again. It's not a Marvel movie. No, it's... it's or it's not an MCU movie. thing is, they're going to incorporate them, aren't they? Of course. I mean, they acknowledged it, didn't they? They talked they've about ne- it. They, they've never... Have they incorporated the ones, uh, all the TV series they did on Netflix and stuff? Have they incorporated them into the... MCU? I feel like they did in Endgame for like a split second. Oh, there is... Okay, yeah, no. I have I've just remembered something that I got told. Yeah, it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah, talk because no. I've seen something and you haven't. Yeah, and I was and just I like, ca- oh, I can't just remembered it. what I've and been told. And when that bit came up, I was like, oh! Because that was a well-kept secret. I don't... I, the thing is, because I know there's a lot of people like me that haven't. Oh, we could have said, we could have said, um, Hawkeye. Kingpin. It's the same actor. Yes, we could have. Kingpin. Yes, Kingpin. 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 That's really hard to say. Kingpin. So yeah, did he you, came over. Did you know that dude, right? The guy who plays Kingpin. Yeah, King. he's a uh, really good actor. He, yeah, he's the guy, he's the cockroach guy from... Yeah, Men in Black. Black. Yeah. It's really unrecognisable. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's, he gives a really good performance in Men in Black. Really well done. Yeah, no, I've not watched anything else. I've not really done much else, but I've been working, no, doing I've stuff. I've been watching Drive to Survive. I finished The Witcher Season 2. I still need to watch that. I might sit down and watch that. There's not. There's, there's next to no boobies this season. I was disappointed. I haven't seen even Season 1. So. Uh, lots of boobies in Season 1. You'll, you'll like well, it. Well, then I'm slow. Did we talk about this last week? Season. We did, because I yeah, was talking we about how I went downstairs, and there was the big old boob scene. Yep, big old boob scene at the brothel. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. I'll leave you guys to it. We watched a film this week. We did watch a film. We watched The Power of the Dog. The Power of the Dog. With Benedict Cumberbatch. Yep. I, what? Do you want to give us your synopsis? Yep. Synopsis? Before we start talking about it. Yes. Because I was about to go into that then. I remembered yep. we needed to do the synopsis. We need to I've got do one written in front of me. Oh, hi. I just oh, banged hello. my desk. I banged Gee, my desk. Violence. Yep. You'll see that on the, on the audio bits because it just looks manic. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, the short one, because we always do this now. Yes. Angry cowboy hates people. Accurate. Yep. Right. So, before I properly get into it, I'm going to just start with this. Every time I thought I got a grasp of where this movie was going, it went and just 180'd on me. Yeah. And then when I started, when it started to take me somewhere, I could never imagine it going... And then when I'm starting to get a grip of, right, right, this is now where it's going, it would go and pull my feet from under me and go, nope, we're going in this direction now. And it's like... It's a maze of a storyline. It really is. It's just really oh, it just focus ca- on it. It does. It's definitely one you need to be paying attention to. It just is rarely a film that keeps me guessing this much, ever, uh, when I'm watching it. And yeah, just, yeah, just that. So what I would advise... Because my this synopsis will be spoiler filled. Pause. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. It is a slow burner. Nothing really happens for the first fourteen minutes, but you're just getting the understanding of your characters and it where sets you are. The, the base for the story very yeah. well. And then from forty minutes onwards, just oh, it just it turns you upside down and spins you around. So I advise go watch it and then come back because you may not 
you may get the same experience I had of just going, I can't believe where this is going. And then it doesn't go there, it goes somewhere else. And it's like, what? Huh? How do we get here? Yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's bloody good for me. Yeah, watch it before we <laughs> spoil it. Yeah, I'd say pause it now, go watch it. Because I don't think it's a film I'll watch again. I think I, I, I'm, I'm probably will, actually. I probably will soon because I want to watch it again knowing what no, happens and what it's oh, about sort of just connect the dots yeah and, and see earlier better. and just get a yeah, different maybe. view because maybe I went... i'd watch it again just for that but then maybe after that wouldn't because i watched it went to bed and like it's about half 12 at that point so i'd finished it and i was like i'm going to sleep and i was lying and i was going i don't know how i feel about that movie yeah and i was just there thinking about it going i don't know what i feel and then i woke up the next morning i was setting up my workstation for work and i was like oh my god that movie was brilliant <laughs> It it just it had to settle in me. My brain had to tick over and start piecing it all together. I needed to go to sleep to do it as well. But anyway, let's talk about it. Welcome back after you've just watched the film. Here yeah, we welcome go. back. Welcome back. Welcome we are here waiting Chomby, for you. Chomby versus the movies podcast. This is our synopsis. Or <laughs> Chomby's synopsis. Synopsis. The power of the dog. Yes. So Montana, nineteen twenty-five. Two brothers, Phil, played by Benedict Cumberbatch. And George, played by Jesse Plemons, lead a herd of cattle across the land with her posse. Phil is scruffy and filthy in appearance, a true cowboy. George is clean and well-dressed. He doesn't give the appearance of a working cowboy nor a rancher, but more of a sophisticated man. We get an understanding of the symbiotic bond between the brothers. They share a bedroom as if still two little boys. George seems to lean heavily on Phil. They pass an old dead cow. Phil warns his brother to keep their herd away. It's died of anthrax and no one is to touch it. They now come across a old, small old westy style town. They had, I had, could not think of a way how to describe that when I was writing this. Take a town in the middle of fucking nowhere in the desert. Yeah. In, and in old America. Wood, in old, yeah, western yeah, America. Where there's like four buildings like. and a street. Like what? one of those random towns you roll up on, on Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Like but not smaller. one of the main ones, the small ones. Trying to think. Not no, Blackwater is the big one. Blackwater is the big one. Maybe like Valentine. Yeah, I was trying but, to think Valentine, but, but that's Valentine's, still bigger. Not, yeah, Valentine's is <laughs> too close together. Think Armadillo. Yes. But Actually, smaller. <laughs> smaller, yeah. Armadillo but smaller. But it's a very small town. <clears throat> so this introduces us to Rose, played by Kirsten Dunst, a local innkeeper and cook. She is told of their looming presence and starts to get her business in order. She tells her son Peter, played by Cody Smith-McPhee, she will have to let some of them have his room, so he will have to find somewhere to sleep on the floor. Peter is not your typical boy. He comes off more sensitive, gentle and delicate. He likes to make flowers from paper in many stunning arrays and pretty pictures of things in the world. It's just him and his mum. Peter assists his mother by waiting on the table... The posse and Phil are quick to notice that Peter's demeanour is more feminine than masculine. Phil seems to take personal offence to this, and we get a true glimpse of the mean-spirited and sadistic person he is as he sneers homophobic abuse at Peter. And that, that actually became like my first note about the film at here, where I was like, Benedict Cumberbatch comes off as an asshole at the start. So yeah, yeah. I put into my phone. I used the I used the four letter word beginning with C. <laughs> yep, he is definitely that. Right. Rose becomes quietly upset at the way the group, mainly Phil, have bullied her son. Once the posse head out 
to the local tavern, George returns and comforts Rose. Now, back on the ranch, Phil's noticing that George is around less and less. It transpires that George has been courting Rose and they got married. Phil is outraged by this. He goes to the barn and takes his anger out on a horse. On Rose's arrival, we get our first glimpse at the inside of the house on the ranch. It's not to be as expected. It's clean, elegant, fancy and looks estately. They have house staff, there are high back level leather chairs and a chessboard near a fireplace which Phil is sat at playing. This is the home of people of high calibre and social standing. These are two very successful ranchers. Rose walks in with a glint in her eye. She can't believe this is her new home. Phil is waiting for them. He rejects Rose, calls her a cheap schemer. He wants her out of the house. Whilst Phil lies in bed that first night, he is getting a real taste of how his life has been turned upside down. He is in his room alone. George will no longer be his punk bunkmate. He leaves his room and heads to the barn. There is a saddle mounted in the barn. A plaque above it reads, in memory of Bronco Henry. A candle rests above it. This saddle is well looked after. It looks pristine. Phil takes it down and starts to polish it. His free hand suddenly starts to run over the saddle, caressing the lever. Phil then walks outside, takes a stroll through the land, comes to a woodland and starts moving discarded branches to reveal a secret clearing through this nettle of trees and bushes. He crawls through the meadow. He crawls through to find a meadow and a stream. He takes off his clothes, then rubs wet mud all over his body and jumps into the river. George has the ranchman carrying a grand piano into the home. He has arranged for the governor and his wife to come to dinner and has told them that Rose will play the piano for the entertainment. Rose says she hasn't played the piano in years and only knew a few songs. Rose is now doubting whether she is cut out for the class of lifestyle and the burden that weighs on her. Try that again. And the burden that we- and the disburden weighs on her. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's all folks (laughs) just call me porky pig she tries to practice the piano to relearn her old abilities but this is interrupted by phil who goes out of his way to put her off (laughs) look at me (laughs) i'm a mess (laughs) oh just seeing jolly on the camera there uh hunched over giggling Just call me Porky Pig. Just call me Porky Pig. Uh, where was I? I don't know where I, I am anymore. I can't remember. Right, so, yes. So, Rose, she's trying to relearn the piano, and Phil is now interrupting her, trying to put her off. Uh, he's trying to make her feel uncomfortable and add to her increasing self-doubts. The dinner arrives, and all is quiet. George, being a quite awkward person, struggles to entertain his guests with conversation. Rose feels completely out of depth. The governor asks where Phil is, and now it comes about that Phil went to a prestigious college, Yale, which just shocked the hell out of me. Yeah. What? It, it was like, what? He, he went to an Ivy League school? Shit. George gets everyone to sit around the piano for Rose to play for them. She is too nervous and self-conscious to play anything. The night ends awkwardly. Phil uses use of gaslighting of Rose is proving successful. I really can't speak today. She descends into depression and alcoholism. Uh, What? Alcoholism. Alcoholism. There we go. Thank you. 
<laughs> Peter arrives at the ranch. This is Rose's son. He's been away at college studying to be a doctor. The ranchmen jeer at his arrival. On horses, they swarm around him and tease him on Phil's orders. Phil goes to his mother, who is still in bed. Phil? No, Peter goes to his mother, who is still in bed. He can see she is a broken shell of the woman she once was. That Phil's prolonged campaign of psychological and emotional abuse is driving her mad. I really can't speak. Abuse. 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 All right. From now, I can speak now. <laughs> Fat Thor. Fat Thor. Right. <laughs> he reveals a bunny he caught to Rose. This perks her up. Later, a housemaid finds Peter alone in his room. He has killed the bunny and is di- di- uh, dissecting it, learning its autonomy and making detailed drawings of everything. Peter is instructed by Rose not to kill any more in the house. He goes for a walk and comes to a woodland, discovers a passage way through the broken trees and bushes and finds himself in a meadow. There is a shelter, which he investigates. In it, hidden away, he finds a check field. A check? Oh, fucking typo by me. He finds a chest. Finds a chest. Like a swag chest. I don't remember a check. I don't remember a check. My stupid note. Uh, I didn't spell check it or word check it. Right, in it, find a way. He's found a chest buried and hidden in this little uh, shelter. In it is pornographic material, mainly of men. Phil is also in the meadow about a stream. He pulls a scarf from the crotch of his trousers. It's embroidered with the initials B and H. He caresses it around his body and face playfully, then begins to touch himself. Peter comes out of the shelter and walks down to the stream. He sees Phil in the water, naked, with only a scarf around his neck. Phil sees Peter and screams and chases him off. Peter is now walking through the ranch men. This is later. A few days appear to have passed. They jeer and tease him. Phil was there, weaving cowhide tightly with his bare hands. He calls out to Peter and tells him he is making a rope. They, that they got off on the wrong foot and he wanted to change that. This rope would be for Peter. Phil then seems to take up a more fatherly figure row for Peter, teaching him how to ride a horse and do things around the ranch. This further distresses Rose and makes us question, is he doing this as part of the abuse towards Rose that he has set out? Because Peter stumbled upon something of Phil's that he wants to keep otherwise kept silent? Or has he found a kinship in Peter? one he has not found since Bronco Henry. Peter makes an invite to Peter. Phil makes an invite to Peter. Fuck's sake, is this Phil and Peter? See, yeah, I kept doing the same thing throughout the film. <laughs> I kept, like, getting confused. When someone would be like, Peter, I'd be it's thinking like, of Phil. And whenever yeah. someone said Phil, I'd be thinking of Peter. Peter. I'm just no. going, no, I don't know what Yeah, it's when I was writing it out, it's like, no, Phil, Peter, Peter, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, two peas, can't have two peas. Anyway, Peter, Phil, even, fuck me, makes an invite to Peter for them to go. <laughs> Phil, uh, Phil makes an invite to Peter for them to go on a trail for a couple of days before autumn. When he goes back to college, he accepts. Peter then goes out on his own and discovers a dead cow. How it died is not known. He goes up to it and carefully starts cutting it open. Ends the scene. Peter and Phil are now out on their trail, just the two of them. They bond. They discuss their pasts. Phil spots a rabbit and chases it into a pile of timber. He starts removing the fortress in which it has escaped, and Peter grabs it and kills it on Phil's order. We are now shown a gaping wound on Phil's hand. He has badly hurt himself trying to get at the rabbit. 
whilst they are gone, some Native Americans show up at the ranch. They want to purchase the cow hides. Phil had previously stated that any natives that appear on the land must be moved off at once. He doesn't want their kind around. They were not they are not to be sold anything either. He intended to burn the cow hides. They are told to go, which they do. Rose, having seen this, sees an opportunity to get one over on Phil. She chases after them and tells them they can have the cow hides. They gift her with a pair of beautiful leather gloves they made. She is touched by this and makes her way back to the house to only collapse due to her poor, deteriorating health condition. Or health state. Probably more she doesn't have a condition, she's just not looking after herself. When Phil returns, he is enraged to discover what Rose has done. George tries to calm down his brother, tells him of her poor health state. He doesn't care, he wants her to pay. Peter comes in, puts his hand sensitively on Phil's arm and says he can have some cowhide that he got to practice on as he wants to be just like Phil. Phil is moved by this gesture and says it will be used to finish the rope that night. They both stay in the barn all night working on the rope. Revelations about each other's past come to light. Phil completes the rope using the hide from Peter and his be- with and using his bare hands, his gaping wound still present and prominent. The next morning, Phil struggles to get out of bed. He is ill. He puts on the best suit and his brother George takes him to the doctor's. Next scene, Phil is on an undertaker's table. He's died. At the funeral, the coroner says he isn't sure what caused it. There was nothing obvious. It may have been anthrax, but George wasn't convinced as he'd said, as he knows his brother would never touch a diseased cow. Rose comforts George, but is relieved. Her health, both physical and mental, are notably better now Phil has gone. The film ends with Peter looking out on his much healthier mother. He is wearing gloves and holding the rope made for him. He places the rope under his bed. And that's the film. Sorry, I just could not speak through that one. That's me with every single one. (laughs) Yours are like edited with like little bits taken out. Mine is like (laughs) chopped up into a million pieces and then like somehow Frankenstein back together. Nah, I like your ones. A lot more fluid than mine. It's still, oh, what a film that was. Okay, so when I first finished it, or halfway through. Yeah. No. Before like the last quarter, I keep changing where I'm at, right? (laughs) Before the last quarter, it was very much like a, yeah. Like I was intrigued. But I was just like, it just feels like it's been long. But then the payoff, yeah, is like that works. It's just so abrupt I, I, as well. Yeah, I think it it keeps you intrigued long enough each time. Yes, and then hits you with that, and you're like, oh fuck, okay, yeah, that journey was worth it. Like that, I'm like, because you, as you were saying, you'd be like, oh, it's going over here. Sure, it's just that's happening, and then like you go, oh, actually, that's not happening. This is happening, and then you realize. That's not happening. This is happening. And it's like, who am I? Am I Phil? Am I Peter? I don't know. (laughs) Who is this? Who are you? Who are you? So now I was expecting like a proper cowboy film. So was I. I went into this expecting like, and yeah, a Western of just like, you feel lucky punk. Yeah. And then then we didn't get that. We got a fucking amazing story. Yeah, like a eerie film filled with psychological suspense and i wasn't expecting it and it's really good but no it's like there are no seismic events occurring in this film no gunfights no cattle stampedes it's deliberately calm throughout 
which makes that end even more sudden and out of the blue. Because it is. It is literally how I've wrote it there. That isn't me leaving out anything. He puts on his best suit. He's now looking clean, feeling ill. Shot of them going off to go to the doctors. Literally, black screen, cut, Benedict Cumberbatch on a table. He dead. Yeah. And it's like, what? Where'd that come from? I I was expecting it to go on for a little bit longer. Yeah, I was. It was like, oh, this is going somewhere now. And it's like, no, it's ending. He just died. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's very um sudden and sort of jarring. It's almost like without there being any gun shots involved, it's almost like what a gunshot would have been. Like, death. yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think it's happening. more impactful than shocking. Yeah, because you don't expect it. You don't. It's like, oh, he's going to be ill and whatnot, and learn a lesson or something. Nope, he just fucking dies. He just fucking dies. Fear, Peter, even fucking shit, bastard. Gee, no, <laughs> Phil, Peter, Peter, Phil, Peter, Peter, is... Peter killed him. Yes. It's a very... Yes. You don't... I, I didn't see it coming either. I probably now, should have. When they were talking about the um, disease... What's the disease? Uh, anthrax. Anthrax, right. They were... I was like, okay, something's going to happen here. Um, but I didn't put the fact that, oh, he's a doctor. Yeah. And shit. Until after... Like, when he like saw the thing, put the gloves on. Yes. And took the hide, I went... Okay, what's he going to do with that? Yeah. Now, even that, even then, I was just like, oh, he's being weird. He's being... Because he is a weird character. Very... Yeah, strange and... Very, um... Oh, detached at times. Yes. Feels very detached. So, and it's like, the reason he dissects the rabbit earlier is because he want, he's becoming a doctor. He wants to learn about it. But he, it made me question. It's like, oh, is he actually a bit of a uh, sadist himself? Is he a bit of a wrong Yeah. The, the the rabbit scene set me off. I was just like, wait, what? I was okay. like, oh, is that like, where this film's going to go? He's going to just go around killing scene, everyone and yeah. sort of open the it up. The scene was very much just before that of him caring for the rabbit and like being nice yeah, to the being rabbit nice. and whatnot. And then, and then the next scene is the, the maid comes in. She's like, oh. I got a carrot uh, for your oh, bunny. I got a carrot for the bunny. He's like, oh, he's not hungry. Just being very sort of... Shady. Lucid. Yeah, shady about it and just going around the edges skirting it and then next thing you see is the rabbits just cut open and everything else and like the whole you're always taught like a lot of serial killers and whatnot start with animals oh, yeah. and things like that and you're just going oh okay this is where this film is going yes he does murder someone but it's not necessarily because he's fucking insane he's just he's looking after his mum and he knows a way to get away with it yep yeah um, and he just wants to learn as well that's part he wants to learn about anatomy yeah that's why he's doing if, it. If I was there, like, like I would be scared of Phil, obviously. And then, at the end of the film, by Phil, definitely. Yeah, you're scared of fucking Peter. Because <laughs> what, what else? Is don't see it? Did you think at some point it was going to be more of a romance between Phil and Rose, like a forbidden love between them? Do you know when she's trying to learn the piano? Fairly early on, yes. That, when they're playing together, yeah. I thought, okay, this is either gonna be yeah, and he's actually he's bullying of... her, but I was like, oh, maybe actually he likes her, and it's like maybe that's gonna come about. It's gonna be a forbidden like love story between them. Element of yeah, like, I don't like, like you, so I, I punch, I pull your hair. Yeah, yeah, because actually I like you. <laughs> Throw a rock at you. Yeah, <laughs> just knee, just just take out your kneecaps, you know, with yeah, a baseball yeah, yeah. bat. Sledgehammer to the back of the head. Yeah, yep. That's that's is, this might be why I'm single. Yeah, I was um, about to say this is why we're single. <laughs> Turns out they don't like sledgehammers yeah. to the back of the head. 
Who would have thought, eh? But yeah, that's where I thought it's going to go. And then it was that next scene of like where he takes down the the mount and he's um, polishing it. And I was just, and like the fact that the camera is going to his free hand and how it's caressing the lever. And it's like, hang on, mm. what's going on there? Yeah, it's uh, it's a roller coaster for sure. It was just oh, but it's a roller coaster with like it, I feel like you change to a different roller coaster entirely, like four or five times throughout the film. It's a very slow burner. Definitely. 40 minutes. Very takes 40 slow. minutes for about to the night Rose first stays. Mm. And that's where it gets its pace. But it just seems to have this like tranquil quality about the entire film. It it never really gets really like gets going at steam. It just has this single pace all the way through. Mm. But it works for it. It's certainly like, yeah. It, it Normally I would be bored, but because... It's just like... Because there's so much to think about, you're not bored. Because yes. the pacing gives you time to think about it. And start analysing. No, definitely. Because there's not a lot of dialogue either. It's definitely an yeah. artsy film. It's very beautiful. Very it's, well shot. It's, it's not one you can necessarily put in the background. No. Nope. It's one you need to be sat there. You need to be, yeah. Watching. Taking notes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> if you're not there with a notepad scribbling, no. If, if you're not focusing and thinking about the... the people's intentions and whatnot then it won't be as much of a good film to you i think if you don't like films you have to think about it would probably rank lower than what i feel like we would rank it yeah um i often don't like having to think about films because i often use films as sort of just a moment just like yeah escape just a bit of entertainment where yeah this is more of a art yeah definitely an artsy very director writer director has been like i want to create a piece of i don't want to create a piece of entertainment i want to create a piece of then i can't think of the word without using art art here we go piece of art a bit of art i have enjoyed this film no i did i yeah i wasn't expecting to either no I was especially when it wasn't be... turning out to be a cowboy film yeah when i first went into it i thought it was gonna be a mediocre middle of the ground cowboy film, film yep like every other cowboy film is um and then it turned into something that probably could have been in set in many different eras. Could be in any era at all. It just happened to be in in, uh, think, in the early Yeah, 1900s. I think that era works for it, because if you did Obviously it more modern, it would probably make it seem more fast-paced, because there's just more going on in the world. True. Where where they are, there is not a lot going on. They they wrangle these cattle, and that's it. It could have been in, like, like Victorian times could or have something been. like that. Yep. You could have said it in, like... As long as it, it didn't have the technology involved because it wouldn't work in like futuristic i don't think because you'd have too much technology and stuff but it would work in anything pre like i don't know pre 30s 40s yeah it still baffles me that like western times went up until about the 30s or 40s for a lot of america actually for some of america there are still some places in america it's still kind of that era yeah where they don't there isn't that much there at this point you've had a world war Yes. Yeah, we're just wrangling into looking at the this second one. This film is set after the last one we watched. Yes, it is. Which, yeah, it shocks me. But I remember it was it. Red Dead Redemption set in 1912, I think. Were you playing the as John one. Marston? Yeah, the first yeah. one. And it's like, I remember reading that on the box, like in the instruction manual thing. It's telling you about it. It's like 1912. It's supposed to be the Old West. That's not that long ago. Yeah. It's like that was a hundred years ago. That's not old. <laughs> it's not but old it's at like, all. 
But that, that was my big this. like educational point that was actually there. The days of cowboys and Indians was less than a hundred years ago. Well, over about a hundred years ago now. We're at the end of that reign. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yep. Definitely. We've been having fun for a hundred years. We've been having fun for a hundred years, Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Um apparently. Kirsten Dunst and Benedict Cumberbatch didn't speak to each other the entire time. Yes, whether they really don't like each other or whether they're just that committed to their roles. Yeah. which I imagine it's the latter because they seem to get on at the press. I was like watching interviews of their like press junkets to see if I can learn anything more about yeah. it. And they seem to get on fine. So it must have just been they were so like yeah, developed so, into those characters. Yeah, that, that's how they're doing it. She plays... Um, Rose? Th- the thing... She play yeah, she plays really well in in becoming progressively stressed. Um Dressed. But there yeah. Dunst. Um but she there is a point when all of a sudden like it seems to be she's stressed for a bit and then there's a big jump. Stressed? I thought you said dressed. No, stressed. <laughs> stressed. Rest. Stressed. Right, yes. Yes. Right. Um she plays that very well. She does. But there, there did seem to be a bit of a... I can't remember what point it was. It's when Peter comes back, I believe. I think it's, there's a bit just before that. And then she comes down a little bit and goes back up again. Wondering whether that was and intentional. Then, and then when the governor is in there. Yeah. She plays that so well. She does. So well Of done. just looking around going, I am so out of my depth here. Yeah. And then the whole um, playing piano. But George didn't... I, I, she learnt she two songs on the piano for this. Oh, really? And they only used one. They, they cut the one. other one out. Oh, I bet she was pissed off. <laughs> I'd be pissed off. Learn an instrument and two songs, and then it's like, no, we're not going to use it. I'd be like, yeah. what? Soldier. Fuck you. I never took Benedict Cumberbatch as sort of a method actor. No, but apparently he went full method for this. Yeah. He, cause he's an ex-smoker like me, and he started smoking again for it so he could get the stained teeth and... Yeah, apparently he was smoking like to get that look and that feel and be that character. He was smoking so much that any scene where he actually had to be smoking, he was physically sick after. Mm. And he had nicotine poisoning three times during the filming. Three <laughs> times. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's that, I never, I never that's a lot. Was... That, that is proper. Do you that reckon is, he you, grew you... scales to play the dragon in The Hobbit? <laughs> Must have painted them on at the very least. Yeah, Got some like, seashells and stuck them on. Seashells <laughs> just... Taped on, <laughs> gets into the booth, and he's like, All right, I'm ready. Hey. And then just like carries on. Yeah. No, I didn't really see him for a method actor, but I, I, I actually think this is possibly his best performance. Yeah. He'll easily be nominated for an Academy Award, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, this film's going to get a few awards. I'd be shocked if it didn't. So it's quite out there for what he's done yeah. in the past, for sure. Acqu- according to a BuzzFeed quiz, which I did after this. Oh, right? nice. Right, of what character you would be. I am Phil. Oh, really? I don't know how to feel about that. I don't, no, no, I don't know, because I wouldn't say you're sadistic, not that no, I'm aware of. Well, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. Uh, uh, it was stupid questions. <laughs> was it? But apparently I'm Phil. You're Phil? So nice. I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, God, I'd probably turn out to be Peter. Rose or something. Oh, Rose, I'm happy with Rose. George, That's I never right. understood George's character. I didn't know that um, those two were actually dating in real life. Not, not really? Yeah. Interesting, because they both worked on the Fargo series together, didn't they? Uh, yes. So I wonder if they've met on there, and that's where they've fallen out. That that mm-hmm. show has spawned so many relationships. You've got Ewan McGregor and uh, 
Oh, How do some... I get on this show? <laughs> and Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, and now <laughs> Can they, uh, Kristen Dunst. Edit me in afterwards. Is that, yeah. Is that an option? You, maybe. But still, oh, that's cool that they're actually... Yeah, that is cool. I I didn't know that until until afterwards. But it, it, I suppose it doesn't... It feels quite natural as well. Like, there's no point where I'm like, well, maybe. There is a point where I'm like, oh, maybe they shouldn't be together in this film. Um, can't remember when it was. I don't know. I, I just remember just at one point. found George a very awkward character. Like, I he comes off as a socially whole, awkward character. The whole point in that character, I think, is to give a juxtaposition to Phil. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's his whole point in this. That's a big word for me. No, it was um, a very good word. I liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's his whole purpose in this film. Is yeah, to, quite uh, possibly. To juxta- juxtapose. <laughs> Uh, Phil's character. Yep. While being in the same family. They have essentially the same amount of wealth. Phil's more intelligent. Yes, definitely. More outgoing. But he's he's just just the way he is. He's he's been taught to be that way, so he stays that way. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. But I like that we understand these characters' backstories and there are no flashbacks. It's all just through conversation that that's occurring through sporadic amounts of the film. Yeah, and, you, and they're you, not forced conversations. Either. No, they're very fluid. There's not been a point where I've been like, oh, that's just filling a plot hole. Yeah. Or that's just filling that like that little gap. It's a case of like, oh, you just pick up bits and pieces on the, along the way and they're not sitting there with a massive sign going, this guy did this. Yes, and you're yes. just like, <laughs> it's, it's very much, you just grab it. And that's why you've got to pay attention to this film. It really does. Because you still don't properly know what um, Buckaroo, Buckaroo? Buckaroo Henry. Um, Buckaroo? It's not buckaroo. No, it's not. Not butch. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. It's a B word. I know it's a B word. Bronco. Bronco. Bronco Henry. You still don't fully know what that relationship and dynamic is between Bronco, Henry, and Phil. Was that something else Phil, Bronco Henry taught Phil? Or did Phil just love him from afar as the person he idolized? That is true. uh, Because Peter at one point asks him... Where you're naked. Where you're naked, yeah. And he just laughs it off and doesn't. And you'd never get a full understanding of mm. what that that relationship between them was. Was it something was it something that was both mutual, they found each other? It was just something between them, or was it Phil loving him from afar, knowing he couldn't have that? I suppose this film it it makes you question a lot of things and then Definitely. leaves you with more questions. It does. It. And it's like what was Phil's agenda with Peter? Was it to distress Rose more? Was it to keep his secret? Or was it to... It's a film that would make a lot of people angry with people at a cinema, right? Because you know when you leave a cinema and you're with a friend or whatever and you just go, oh, I can't believe that happened, this happened. It would just be people coming out going, what the fuck? Why is this a thing? Why is that? And there's a lot of people asking questions but people going and going, well, fucking dickhead ruined the film for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those films. That, yeah, that's, that's a scene, good scene in The film. Simpsons. If, if it if it makes you you uh think about it and like that you would be talking about it as you're leaving this and yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was right. So I spent the whole next day thinking about it. And that's when I was dissecting more of it and trying to understand. I think as as time goes on, and the more I think about it, the more I enjoy this film. Yeah, the more that's how it was. For the me. higher the score goes, <laughs> like if <laughs> no. if we were recording this next week, it'd probably be a point higher. It probably <laughs> like, would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started watching this film thinking, uh, 
but I went into the film beforehand thinking, oh, it's maybe going to be a five or a six. Yeah. And then started watching it and going, oh, this is probably going to be our first five, if not lower. Yeah. Went to exactly bed. the same thought. Thinking maybe a five and a half, six. Woke up and I was like, oh, oh, that, that's a bit of cinema right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thinker, isn't it? It, it? It's a film that goes on after it's finished. Yes. Which is impressive. Yep. No. It's good. What would you say your um your favorite favorite scene is? Oh, that's so hard. Even this morning when you were there playing your racing game, I was watching. I was going through. I was like, "What is my favorite scene?" Because I've it... Go on. I've got one right. Mine just because it it has that sort of sinister feel, and you just it made me uncomfortable. Was Peter watching Phil make the rope? Okay. Knowing well, at the end. Yeah, knowing yeah. what is going to happen. Definitely that. And it just it, that was it made me feel uncomfortable that bit. It just made Peter look more like sort of cemented that side feeling of he could be a serial killer. Killer, you know definitely. I mean? But I didn't catch on to that until the next day. That that's what happened. I went to bed not knowing how he died properly. Wow. And then is when I woke up. It was like ah, it had it really had to settle with me. I had to just kind of close off to it and let let my subconscious do all the workings out for me because I yeah. Just kept me turning. I was, no, like, I, I was there. I was working. I was. <laughs> my brain was ticking. Uh, no, my favourite. Quite tired last night. <laughs> my favourite scene is the Bronco Henry saddle, where we first see that. Where right, that first night race stays there, and he goes out, and it, that's that first turning point. It's like, hang on, what's going on with Phil here? Mm. And that whole leading of he goes down to the river and jumps in. It's just it's a very awkward and uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's giving such more depth and layers to the character. And yeah, yeah, because that that, that was the changing point for the film for me as well. I was like, oh, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So, how could... That time now, Blockbuster Rhymes. for Blockbuster Rhymes. How could Buster Rhymes make this film better, in your opinion? Now, I wouldn't want him at the forefront. Right. Yep. So I'd have him as one of the work hands. Yeah, mine would be the same. So he would like he would, yeah, he'd just be working around, and every now and then you'd have a little snippet of him doing something, something wacky and crazy, like there'd be a horse mucking around or something, and whoop, karate chop him, <laughs> and then the horse is fine. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's I, the only I, bit. I, do, I wouldn't want him in the forefront at any point. Maybe, maybe as the chef. Maybe. What, the camp cook? Yeah. Could be. Or I'd have him as the actual executioner of the cattle. Like you said, just goes up to a cow and just correctly <laughs> chops it and he j- it's just dead. It's like the most humane <laughs> cattle yeah. deaths. That, yes. Yes, that, that's how I'd bring him in. I think, yeah. He's, yeah, the, the cattle executioner. Oh, oh I've just remembered the testicle scene. I totally forgot about the testicle scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think my mind went, no, blanking that one out. I'm not ever seeing <laughs> that again. Oh, yeah, that was... Didn't need that. That was a weird scene. Didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. need to see that. Poor cow. That was quite... Yeah! Oh. No! <laughs> I don't need Maybe, that. Oh, there we go. I'll have Buster Rhymes as being one of the testicles. <laughs> <laughs> just just get pulled out like, what just... are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's just a fucking dreadlocked <laughs> testicle yeah. fucking coming out. Uh, <laughs> Dreadlocked <laughs> testicle. There we go. 
That's what my answer is. If we ever make an album. Yes. Can we call it Dreadlocked Testicle? Testicle, we can. I don't think it'll ever sell anything. (laughs) Dreadlocked Testicle. I might just rename this episode as Dreadlocked (laughs) Testicle. So, out of 10, what would you score it? I'd see, it's like, it's quite hard for me to settle on it, right? Because, yeah, as you say, initially, it was going to be middle of the road. Yeah. Like, and then, as it went on, it started climbing up, and then the end, it was just like, oh, shit. And then, as I've woken up this morning, it's it's gone higher, like, because I've When did you watch it? More. I watched it yesterday, sort of. Early afternoon. Okay. Something like that, I think. Pretty good game. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I'm going 7.5 at the minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 7, 7.5. Um, that would probably climb up to an 8. It probably will at some point. More, the more I think about it. Um, maybe if I do do that second sitting, it might. It probably would climb up. But Wait, for now, that'll be, that'll be like 5, 10 years for you. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've completely forgotten. Like, oh, it. this is a new film. <laughs> I've never seen this film before. But it did Cumberbatch in a western, and then I have the same experience of going, "Oh, what? It seems it's not a western." And then going, "Fuck, holy shit!" Oh. Uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, seven point five. So you're going seven, seven, seven point five. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, and like you, I imagine it'll go higher. I I see this film winning so many awards. It should do. It really should. Be. Only reason it wouldn't is because it's a Netflix film, so it hasn't because come it out in have... cinema, so it will get snubbed for that. Yeah, that or because it doesn't have a dreadlock testicle. And it doesn't have a dreadlock testicle. But, no, such a good film. Such good performances. It's like, they filmed this during COVID as well. Like, they started it before COVID. And they're filming in... Yeah, and they're filming in New Zealand. And COVID hit. New Zealand was one of the best places to be for a while. But they had very stringent lockdown rules. Mm. One of the reasons for that. So Benedict Cumberbatch was there with his family and they just stayed there. And Kristen and Jesse, they went back to America. So then when they were allowed to travel back to do filming, they had to quarantine for two weeks. It's um, I read somewhere that it's Netflix's first film from New Zealand. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Their first film based it's... around New Zealand and made in New Zealand. Yeah, writer-director's Jane Campion, isn't it? So she's from New Zealand. I imagine Netflix will uh, give her a new... A new one. A give her, a, like, saying, yeah, we'll give you a project of whatever you want to do. Because that's essentially oh, what yeah. they turned around and did to her here. They yeah, approached sure, her definitely. as, like, we we will offer you this amount of money and you can go off and make whatever project you want. Just less testicles, please. Less testicles. Unless they're Buster Rhymes. Unless they're Buster Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but no, great oh. film. What are we going to do when there's a film with Buster Rhymes in it? I don't know, actually. Because there are films with Buster Rhymes in. I mean, oh, no, that's how yeah. this whole started. Oh, yeah. Don't know. Maybe that's the only film. Have a look. What films is Buster Rhymes in? Buster Rhymes has got to done like more, isn't he? Maybe we could do something like I don't know. We we need a Buster Rhymes replacement, like Vanilla Ice or something. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one called? It's uh, Resurrections at Res. Erection. <laughs> Erection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a child. You're a child. There he is. Buster Wines. What's he in? Oh, he's in Fast and... F- oh, no. Soundtrack. Right. I need to get actor credits only. 
No, I don't want self-director. Director? Oh, his music videos. Okay. Actor. Here we go. 78. Oh, they've got to be like... Those would be music videos and appearances. I can't imagine he's done a huge amount. It could prove me wrong. Don't know. Try it all. King of the Dance Hall, apparently. Don't know what that is. That acclaimed film. The Unforgiven. Again. Acclaimed. Not critically, just acclaimed. (laughs) Breaking Point. Some kind of action movie. As I say, I I actually recognise their names. That might actually... That might be a film of of relevance. Full Clip. Ball Clip. Full Clip. As in a gun, a full clip in a magazine of a gun. Oh, full. Okay. Yeah, that's Buster Rhymes and Exhibit. So it's like a rap gangster movie. Halloween Resurrections, obviously. Narc. What'd you call me? I called you a narc, mate. Rude! Finding Forrester, which is a Sean Connery film. I thought you were going to say Finding Nemo then. I thought, fucking hell. Oh, he's in uh, the Samuel Jackson, The Shaft film. Oh, is he? Yeah, apparently. Wait, which version of Shaft? The Samuel L. Jackson, 2002. And T2? Yes. So so there's three Shaft films. There's the original. There's more than three Shaft films. The the original with... Okay, there's three remakes, right? Right. Well, the original and two remakes. There's the original. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. And then there's the second one where the old bloke is the one from the original. And then there's the third one where Samuel L. Jackson becomes the old person. Yes, I've seen that one. So, like, it generally is a remake, but, like, each generation is in, is the the next father or grandfather, whatever, in the next. Right, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, really, I imagine there's only one film we'll ever do where Buster Rums is in it, looking at that. Probably, yeah, probably. Which will be the the erection. Yeah, the erection. (laughs) Buster Rhymes in the erection. The erection, nice. Uh, why? He's a stand-up guy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's enough dicking about. Um, let's... <laughs> I don't know if I've got any more. <laughs> don't know, have a feel. Well, we've talked about Shaft, I suppose, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. He's in Shaft, yeah, here we go. He <laughs> is the Shaft. He's the Shaft. Oh my god! Okay, right. You got anything else on this? No, I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm good. There isn't like much in the way of trivia for this because it's too recent. No, it only came out a couple of months ago. It's not a huge amount of trivia, is there? It's no. just like the fact that those two uh, sort of went method on it. Yep. Well, not necessarily method on it. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch went, went method, method on it. They just didn't talk to each other for the entire time, and yep. uh, those two are in a relationship that we didn't really know about. That's it. Um, and we and we've. Sort of giving it 7.5, 7.75. Yep. Between us. Have 7.5 seems, seems needs to be a testicle. He does need to be a testicle. <laughs> that was, those are some big testicles. They were massive, man. <laughs> that the size of your head. Oh, someone Photoshop your face on it. No. <laughs> please don't. Photoshop Buster Rhymes' face on it. <laughs> That's what I need in my life. Anyway. Oh, God. So, jolly. Yes. Do you have a film for us next week? I do have a film Ooh, for us next week. What? Picked out freshly about half an hour ago. Yep. Half an hour ago. Um, the film we're going to watch next week is one of my all-time favourite films. Okay. I'm bi- I'm playing it safe. Yep. Because I saw it on the list. I went, actually, I really want to watch that again. Okay. Zombieland. Okay. I was, I was trying to think I was going through all the films you actually love. Zombieland. Good choice. 
I, I know this film word for word. I have a Twinkie addiction whenever I get. You do twinkie. actually have a Twinkie addiction. Um, I can confirm. I'm basically this. Woody Harrelson in this film. You are. Oh, I need to get your hat. Woody Harrelson yes. hat. Yes. Hey, oh, we'll see. It's not Kansas. What's his name? Tennessee. Tennessee. Of course he's Tennessee. I knew that. You got Tennessee, Wichita. Emma Stone and a little one. Yeah. <gasps> little Rock. Little Rock. This is bugging me that I, I don't know, know word now. For word, he says everyone. I know, it's for it, for it, for it. Um, uh, Yeah. But that, Zombieland, good film. Zombie, yeah, I'm looking forward film. to it. Second one's pretty good as well. No, I like the second one. Second one is pretty good as well. This is why... So before this, um, we, we recorded this, I asked uh, what we're going to do with sequels and stuff. Yes, you did. We've decided... Well, I think we've decided that we're, we're just going to watch... We're just going to pick the films out and just watch them. We're not going to do yeah. like two episodes. Nah, because some franchises of films, like if we They're did the Marvels, God, that's what? Yeah. 20 odd episodes. That's almost half a year. Actually, we in fact, might, that would be half a year. We might do some where we do like, a, we were talking about like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. We'd watch a couple of them, string all the shit ones together into one podcast. Yeah. And give the other ones, if we did a series of things, um, which we might do. Might do. But it does mean sitting down and watching a bucket load of films in one week. It does. That might be one that we uh we watch over the course of a month. Yeah. While doing the other podcasts. Guess I think that'll right. be the way to do it. I keep knocking my table. Stop knocking your damn table. Can't help it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to get straight jackets. Yeah. Like there's a bar thing here in the middle. My knees keep knocking it, and I've just pulled like... my desk forward as well, so when I'm on the wheel later it's not things aren't smacking against the wall. Smacking against the wall. When we manage to record in person, yes, we we're gonna be like we're gonna just like stay far away from each other because we'll end up like what we'll I end don't up know. touching each other. Yeah, yeah, all constantly the entire time. That's all people are gonna hear. We're just being and a we hug. Can't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we only need one microphone. Just me and you, just and then like, or it could be like a totem pole pole, just <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> just... <laughs> For fuck's sake. Um, Amazing. Oh, God. So no, Is that uh, us? That's us. Uh, Jolly, where can the people find us? Oh, why did you ask me first? I was going to ask you. Because <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me. Oh. Go on, ask me. Go on. No, it's ask. fine. Where can the people find us? They can find us on Twitter. Yes. At JC versus the movies. Get fucked. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> right? Good man. I'm glad you did because I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> I already logged into Jesus it. Jesus Christ versus the movies. Jesus Christ versus the movies. Nice. Uh, that's about it, really. I that mean, is it. You Spe- can find us elsewhere. You know, on any podcasting... Podcasting... On every good Sp- podcasting platform we are Spotify, here. Spotify, Apple, which is iTunes, uh, Google, uh, Red Circle itself, you can find it on... There is another one, I can't remember what it is. It's somewhere. I have that list somewhere. It's somewhere. There's Guys, a- we're somewhere. We are somewhere. Go to the Twitter, there is a link to all. Aye, aye, there is. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed the film if you no, watched it. I love the film. It, go watch it. Yes. Next week we've got Zombieland. Zombieland. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, watch it now if you've not seen it. What's wrong yeah, with you? Where have you been? Yeah, like, Great you horror comedy. Your life without watching Zombieland? Yes. <laughs> Just now, I mean, think of all the times America have brought out a horror comedy and said better than Shaun of the Dead. And it's been tripe. This is the one time it can it can yeah. sit on that same stool. Yeah, actually, Even, it's the only time it's allowed to be in that conversation. Yeah, 
It's the only film I would agree with. Actually, no, there's another. There is another. There is? There is. But yes. I might talk about a bit, that a little bit next week. There is another. It's cool. We will Suspense. do it one day. We will do it one day. It's on the list. Now, now I've got wait a week as well to find out what the <laughs> fuck it is. <laughs> okay, find out next week. <laughs> and Jolly will forget, and so will I. So, no yeah, so, know. Like, so you'll never find out. <laughs> do you remember in the prologue we talked about a film that I put on there, and you're like, oh, you put that film on there? And like, I was like, yeah, but we'll get round to it. I we can't, I can't not remember what. I that can't film remember was. what film that is either. And it's it's gonna bug me. We were because oh. <laughs> you went, oh, did you put that on there? And I said, yeah. And then we never said what it was, and we Stop. alluded to the point that we never said what, what it was. And now neither of us knows what and it was. And now neither of us know what if it was. If I had a look, I could probably find it. Hang on. I'm literally going through right now, and I cannot for the life of me. Let's have a, let's have a gander. Let's see it. No, I oh, shite. Oh, no, wrong button. Woo! Oh, it might have been one of these two. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna edit in all these no's in all. Might have been no, District no, no, Nine. No, 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 no. Might have been District Nine. No, I no. don't think it was. No, I, no. I think it's one of these two. Which two? The ones I've highlighted. Uh oh, but, yeah, could be that top one above 1917. I feel like it might have been. I reckon it might have been. Right, I think we know when it was. I think, I think that might have I'm been. Just it. go through. I was actually gonna pick that this week, but I didn't. Oh, might have been up for I, that. No, yeah, no, it's all right. No. But I, I saw a, saw Zombie then. This is us doing admin. <laughs> and now I'm at the new ones, so that's fine. Uh, right. Right. On that note, yes. I'm going to have to edit a lot of that out. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. That's probably the longest one we've done. I thought it was going to be the shortest as well. Yeah. Because we were like... because yeah, we didn't have any trivia in it. We didn't have much trivia, but there we go. We've waffled. We've waffled. We are, we are an American breakfast. We are. I like potato waffles over... Pastry waffles. I had waffles in America when me, Liam, uh, Lordy, and Kevin were over there. Right. In LA. And we had waffles one morning. Tater ones or... No, no. Battered uh, ones. Battered. Battered? Battered ones, right? And Kevin ordered two of them. (laughs) They were fucking huge. (laughs) He always does this. Plate size. I had one. I had like a banana one. Yeah. Oh, mm. I no, right. banana. Mm. No, not big on I it. I love banana things. I, no, I'm not big on banana things. I like a banana, but I don't like banana things. Do you know that banana flavored sweets? You know the foam bananas. Yes, they're closer to the actual taste of bananas than bananas we have now. Really? Yeah. There's only one type of banana we have left in the world. Huh. Because there was a disease and whatnot that wiped them out. There is only one type left. Ah, that'd probably the be most, why. The most as common I, one. I don't like bananas as much as I used to. Then. Oh no! This would have been years way before you were born. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then they preserved one type and protected it. That's cool. Um, we, we used to have old bananas. Old bananas? They tasted just like that. They were the most common ones, and then uh, they all died out from a disease. Wow. Did not know that. No interesting fact. Nice fact. Is that, that from your note, book? Is that from your book? No, it's not. Oh, I just knew that. Just knew that. I knew that. I learned that. I picked but, that up at some point in my life. I work in a garden. But just before we finish, going back to Kevin. Yes. You said he ordered two waffles. Sounds like a Kevin thing to do. When we were in Wales in October on holiday, we went down yeah. to this calf. I think it was the first morning. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I just want some toast, please. So they're like, how many? He's like, oh, can I have three toast, please? So they brought him three plates of toast. 
He had a whole bread loaf of bread, essentially. Because there were like four slices per plate. Oh my god. I've got a picture on my thing. He's just surrounded by bread on our table. It's such he just does it every time. He's like, Yes, I want many. I want all of it. I am a hungry boy. Uh but anyway, yes, that's all. On that delicious toasty note. <laughs> Very good. I like there it. We go. Round of applause, please. Uh, we should be saying goodbye and saying farewell. Yes. Um, until next week. Said all, until next week, zombie lands. Zombie apocalypse breaks out upon the lands. Until then, goodbye. goodbye.